Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back in. Issel and Louis, second hour of the show here, presented by our friends at Delta Dental, deltadentalky.com. Plans for yourself, for your family, or for your employees, a nationwide network of dentists. And, of course, they offer those vision plans through VSP. All that available at deltadentalky.com if you are a dentist. Check out the Dentist tab at the top. Expand your practice. Get some new patients in with all of those tools, deltadentalky.com. All right, so Cam Drummond in with us today, if you were just joining. From the Herald Leader, Kentucky.com slash sports, at cdrummond97 on Twitter as well. Um, all right, so now let's do a quick redux of, uh, of the game on Saturday, of course. You know, thrilled for a friend of the station here, Mike Pratt, uh, mainstay with us for, for several years. Uh, between Fast Break Friday and then his show with Dan, uh, frankly, sitting in this chair um, for many, many, many shows. And uh, he goes up in the rafters between Pat Riley and Dan Issel. Pretty darn good company. Um, you're there for um, – we're not doing that. We're actually not doing that. Tell him to go away. He moved to Atlanta. He's not getting on the air. He made his choice. Yeah, you made your choice, brother. Enjoy baseball. All right. So, um, you know, they beat Florida. And I think this is what we kind of have to expect the rest of the year. Is this sort of – I think the games are all going to look like this. Yeah, kind of whether they out, win their close. whether they win them or lose them, I think this is what we're going to see. Maybe Tennessee's an outlier just because maybe if Tennessee's one of those teams, and the more and more we get further from that game, it looks more and more like Tennessee went three for twenty one from three point line than anything else. And the more and more Tennessee may not be elite, elite. Maybe, but when they're on, they're very good. And when their guards are playing well, they look like a team that can make a run, but they are coached by Rick Barnes, so maybe they won't. Um, it's a bit like being in Purdue and hoping that Matt Painter somehow figures it out. But I I think we're going to see a lot more of these games. Do you expect that on Tuesday with Arkansas? I think so. I mean, 5-10 to ten point game, a game that's probably going to come down to some kind of possessions in the under 8 or under 4 timeouts. Late night tips. So I'll be curious to see what the crowd's like. That's a 9 p.m. start. Not thrilled about that for the schedule makers that are listening. <laughs> you know, a little late. Um, that being said, I think, I mean, it'll be another game where Kentucky will probably need a team effort. You're probably not going to expect Sheway to only have four points, Reeves to only have four points. But at the same time, I'm still not sure if you can expect CJ Frederick to hit three three pointers. Sure. Right? I mean, he broke out of the slump, but you see him doing two or three games in a row. Um, but yeah, to your point, I think a lot of games are going to be kind of grimy, grinded out. You know, I don't know about low scoring or high scoring, but they're going to be competitive, close games toward the end of the year. Tennessee might be an exception. Vanderbilt's horrible, so maybe Vanderbilt's an exception at home. But the rest of them, yeah, I think you know Kentucky fans should be expected to watch all 40 minutes. Early in the season, I, I feel like I was the only person concerned that Oscar was having knee surgery. And I think we're seeing some of the repercussions of that right now. Well, Cal said a couple of games ago that, yeah. you know, or I think it might have been 
after the game on Saturday night, just the fact that maybe he needs to play Damian Collins, who's right. getting more of, more run, more of an expanded role, yeah. and doing quite well in that. Yeah. You know, it's still only five minutes, but playing Damian Collins more and Shibway less, just because Shibway is maybe starting to show some effects of the the wear well, and tear. And I mentioned it earlier, Dan's like, no, they're young guys, get him out there. I mean, Casey Wallace is better when he plays like high twenties, low thirties, oh, and thirty five, thirty six. I don't think it's a question. I remember this because back in early January, I wrote a story. It might have been after the. The Alabama game, where is Oscar Sheepway playing too much? You know, the production's going down. And apparently, Jack told me that Dan was like Just crushing it on the air. You, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, they're young. They can play. Right. They can handle it. Yeah. Well, are we sure? Right. And, and so, especially, Dan has a saying Have you ever known a big man who used to have a knee problem? Used to have a foot problem? Used to have an ankle problem? Used to have a back problem? No, those things don't go away. And so, I just I wonder if that lateral movement, some of the, by the way, some of the revisionist history with Oscar now. Oh, he was—he didn't move laterally well last year. It's like, stop it. Stop it. The man committed no sins last year when you talked about Stop it. Jack has now been on hold for over three minutes. Don't bring No, no, no. No, no, no. He hold made strong, his choice. Avery. Hold he strong. He made his choice. Believe in yourself. He is a baseball man in Atlanta. He made his choice. Doesn't he have, like, track man to follow or something? <laughs> Tell me about exit velocity. I um. So, with Oscar, I just... <clears throat> I don't want number one. I don't want to hear the revisionist history. He was awesome last year. I don't want to hear about him. You don't win Kentucky Sports Figure of the Year from the Lexington Herald Leader <laughs> by committing a single sin and an SB from us. Um, and just, I mean, frankly, everybody voted for that guy last year. I don't want to hear about it. The second part is, it's just a he's a different guy this year, and we've talked about this too, or at least I have in college basketball more than any other sport. It's not the returning team that seems to have the most success. It is the team that infuses some guys into a, a returning core that seems to have the most success. But you need an infusion of new talent, of, of different guys that seem to either shake up the lineup a little bit, shake up the, 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 you know, the mode of play, whatever it looks like. Kentucky doesn't have enough of that this year. They have one guy. And I think Kentucky thought they'd be getting some of that just in terms of guys in different roles. Frederick coming back, yes. Jacob, Jacob Topping looking like a beast during that Bahamas tour, you know, admittedly against you know, less than you know, standard opposition. <laughs> but still, you thought you'd be getting you know, the Toppin who is hitting from the mid-range consistently, the Toppin who is doing double-doubles every single night, which he's capable of doing, but it's still not an every-night consistent thing. It's funny you mention that Indiana's probably actually a pretty good example yes. of that, getting Hood Shafino in changing pace there, adding him to the talent that they had before, working him well to create you know a, a hole that's you know greater than the sum and of the And the parts. best example for Kentucky is they're better when Severe Wheeler's not on the floor as far as their offense, as far as their spacing, as far as the flow on offense, especially in the half court, is when Case Wallace is on the ball. And that's not because he's a better ball handler. It's not because he's a better passer. It's just because it works better. And there's something about that in college basketball where the infusion of the new guy is really important. And, and thinking that excuse me that Oscar was just going to come back and be better I, I asked I asked Dan this and, and it was it, it's, it's a tough question to ask but I said when you got to the Colonels did you get better he said yes I did I said okay, great did Mike Pratt get better he said no he didn't I said okay that's Oscar his best season of basketball was last year if he goes pro in France or you know Italy or whatever. He's not going to play as well as he did last year. That's fine. It's fine. All of us peak at some point. I'm not as good looking now as I was 20 years ago. You're still a handsome man. I, Don't put yourself down like that. I, I agree with you. However, it was better 20 years ago. Avery. <sighs> eh, I, 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 like, I work here because I can 
be comfortable and look like a mess 90% eh. of the time. She just comes to the mic with eh. I, I, Jack just I hit the six like minute mark. Um, and so I, he thinks we're putting him on, doesn't he? I think so. That's hilarious. I'm not even looking at the text. I'm just going to let him. <laughs> I want his entire phone bill is just going to be burned. He's enjoying being live and listening. <laughs> but Oscar, it's so interesting because I think Kentucky has an opportunity to turn over some of that roster involuntarily. Severe Wheeler getting hurt was weirdly a good thing for this team because it put him into because he came back at full strength. Number one, number two. It put him into a role that he needs to be in, which is what you talked about earlier, 18, 19, 20 minutes a game, something like that. We may need to see that with Oscar now, especially because teams have figured him out on defense for sure. And offensively, he's not what – he has shown flashes. That's what's interesting about him. Once in a while, he'll hit those jumpers, and you're like, oh, oh, he was in the gym this summer. And then you'll hear Cal say, yeah, he wasn't really in the gym this summer. And – I think the way Cal's kind of pushed his buttons in public comments this year has been really interesting, too. It has been. He's been not shy at all about mentioning him by name, mentioning things like maybe he wasn't it's in been the gym a ton. a long time since a guy was as popular as Oscar Shibley on that team. I mean, he is as popular as I can remember at BBN. The, I've lived here 14 years now. I mean, like, I, you'd be hard-pressed to find another guy as liked as him. I mean, can you find the Malink Monk sound for me? We're going to get monked. Can you find that sound for me? I don't know why that came to my mind, but I need to hear it right now. Um, it, it'll be interesting going forward because, we, you know, we've already talked big picture, just get in the tournament at this point. But because it is game to game, it does seem like and you're at these games. It seems like Cal's like on the court screaming. Way more this year than he was in previous. Going years. past the the coaching box yeah, all or the time. I think there's a clip of him. Might like, have been the old Miss. Got the tech on the other day. Side. He's on the three yeah. point line. I mean, like, <laughs> he's touching guys literally. Yeah. No, the, the amount of times that Cal has accidentally become involved in like a live ball situation this year, or like you know maybe been standing there right as a guy could maybe be diving for a ball out of bounds, is kind of astounding. Jack has turned into a guy in the UK post game show. Eight minutes and twenty one seconds. Um, Hanging out with Cam Drummond, by the way. See Drummond97 on Twitter. He's with the Herald Leader. Uh, made the uh, trek up here today. Which means i got to buy him lunch, Avery. I think that's what he knows. So i got to go buy him lunch. That's the deal that's on the table. That's how it goes. <laughs> Only reason I'm here. All right. So um, let's do the Kyrie Irving thing. Let's do it. So you're a Dallas guy. Born and bred. And uh, Mavs fan. Cowboys fan. Yep. you Stars guy? Stars guy. Big hockey guy. Okay. Baseball is probably like my least favorite of the you know mainstream sports. So. How's the new stadium there? I haven't been to it okay, actually. Okay. It looks horrible from the outside. It looks like a garden shed, <laughs> yeah. but the inside's real cool. But I think from all I've heard, it just feels a little too shopping mall, you know, sterile atmosphere. Hey Avery, I'm gonna make. Oh, oh Jack Shaw hung up. Oh, I was gonna. We broke him. <laughs> he went to Atlanta and got soft. <laughs> bum. <laughs> Jack's a bum. Did you find we we're gonna get mugged? I, I am looking for. I just figured out how to spell monk. That's great. Um, that's, I was what an endorsement of the U of L uh, academic system. Hold on, wait. Let's. How did you think monk was <laughs> yeah, spelled? That's fair. I was spelling it with a U. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. Fair. Thank you, Cameron. Someone had to ask. We've been through this. I can't speak English. Yeah. All right, thumbs. Just get that. Get that together. Um, so Kyrie goes to the Mavericks, and. Dallas has a, a soccer team too, right? 
Yeah, FC Dallas. Okay. Huge fan. Okay. Huge fan. Intern okay. for them one summer when I was oh, okay. in college doing digital content. You know, if I'm ever home in the summer, you can find me in the supporters section. Got okay. Throwing beer up after they score. Like, love go. them. Love them I, to death. I, you don't know this, but I'm a soccer guy. Oh, really? So I've oh, missed go. maybe six home games since Lou City was founded. Oh, wow. I, I go to a couple so, games every year, too. Yeah. I went to a bunch of, uh, I don't know if you went to any U.S. qualifiers over the, oh, of course, yeah. the summer. I went to a couple in Cincy. Oh, U.S. qualifiers. No, sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were talking about the, the Hunt Cup. No. Oh, no, no. Oh, that? Lamar. Right. Can we talk Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup on the air? This is like my dream. You get 30 seconds. Go. I love the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. When I was like a kid in high school going to all these <laughs> FC Dallas against Oklahoma City Energy or right. Tulsa Roughnecks games, yeah. I would create like a fake Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, which is the trophy for the soccer tournament out of cardboard, spray paint it a certain color, like throw it up. One time I got into a car accident driving down with a friend to go watch <laughs> them play in Houston, still drove on like a spare tire to the game and then drove back. I, I love the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. It's okay, my that's favorite a, competition. All right, I got for it. For USL teams, it's the dumbest competition because they get exhausted and it ruins their regular seasons. And that's that's what happens to to Lou City every year. And you never win it because the MLS. They're never going to win it. it. They're yep. never going to win it. They they play their best players because they want to advance in it. They think it matters. It doesn't matter for USL teams. It bothers me so much how much they they emphasize it here. If you're listening, Jonathan Lintner, you bum. Cut it out. Get out of that hunt cup as soon as you can. This, they play back-to-back extra time, went to PK games in the hunt cup on Wednesdays when they had Saturday matches. So they're like going to Detroit, then to San Antonio. That's the summer heat, too. Right. And it's 1,000 degrees in San Antonio. I, bums. Stop it. Get out of that thing. Hate that thing. Um, now, if I had an MLS team, I would feel very differently. But I don't. So there we are. Uh, so Kyrie Irving gets, gets traded to, the, to Dallas. This is a reminder of how different the NBA is than every other league. It comes out that he wants to trade, and he's gone in 36 hours. It's unbelievable. How happy do you think the Nets are to get rid of him? I think they're thrilled. It's weird, because if all of their pieces were gelling, they should win the East. It's Kevin Durant is so underrated. Having an MVP season. Underrated. MVP-worthy season. When that guy's healthy, he's, it's hard to describe, in my mind, how good he is. How happy are the Mavericks fans? You know, it's funny, on the drive up here, about you know, 75 minutes, 80 minutes to Lexington this morning, I listened to uh, like the SB Nation Mav site called Mavs Money Ball. They do like a listener yeah. call-in podcast thing where guy hosts it, but it's just people calling in. and you know, It's, like, it's like the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Post Game Show. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. Sure. And so I heard... Look at that, Streetle. You like that? The, the entire you know, range of opinions from, I, I'm so excited for this Kyrie Luka backcourt, to I'm really upset we just traded away an unprotected 2029 mm. first-round pick, to maybe Spencer Dinwiddie was the problem, to why are we... like. <laughs> Giving up. Spencer Dinwiddie takes on a Monday. Let's go. <laughs> Why are we giving up? You know the assets of Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, who's been with the, the team throughout the Luca era yeah. so far. Probably one of our best wing defenders. Um, why, why are we giving that up for a guy who might be a rental for the rest of the season? He's where, a rental. Where we're probably not going to win the title, and where there's a chance he doesn't resign. So, I, I, the thing about the Mavs is that the Dallas Mavericks have occupied at least 55 percent of my brain space. For the last three to four years, wow. I'm a huge NBA League Pass guy. I will watch every game if I nice. can. I'm always thinking about the Mavs, and they have never, since they won the title back in 2011, done an all-in chips in the table right. move to like try and win a title or go into title contention. They made the West Finals last year. That was an accident. That wasn't supposed to happen. That was about getting rid of KP and turning the page. So the fact that they did something that's kind of an all-in, all right, we're going to go for it effort, has me super excited. 
it could not have happened with a worse person. <laughs> Both from the off-court shenanigans, you know, real bad personal takes and opinions side of things, and also to the fact that sometimes he just doesn't want to play basketball, and right. he just disappears, and he just, you know, he, he doesn't back up what he says with, you know, the, the actions that he does of being there for his teammates and stuff. So that's not great. Oh, man. The text line was frozen the whole show. I'm a bad host. Oh, man, we could get in touch. <clears throat> You're in studio, and you still ignore the text line. No, I just, I'm like, wow, we're getting no text. People must hate camp. That's not yeah, that's at the all. effect I tend to have no, on people, so that like, would have been par for the course. But tons of texts, actually. Cam oh, broke man. the text line. Cam broke the text line. Uh, I want to answer some of these questions, too. All right, no way Kyrie and, uh, and Luka can coexist. Man, I, so here's the thing. Here's Luke, the thing. It's either going to be great or Luka's going to punch him. Right, There's right. no way There's that no, it's in between. There, and correct. Jason Kidd's not going to stop it because Jason Kidd coaches every game with his hands in his pockets <laughs> and not like not calling timeouts and speaking so mild-manneredly. Like, yeah, oh, he's Kenny Payne. Got it. So uh, the um, you both laughed away from the mic. That doesn't help. This is radio. This is an audio medium, people. You are not helpful, Dill. We do not talk on the audio medium. We just make <laughs> yeah, no facial kidding. expressions. Oh, man. The first uh, street ball reference on the text line. Uh, first time where I've heard Process Bobby came, uh, where Process Bobby came from. Oh, yeah, okay, I didn't know. Yeah, it, the thing, people yeah. don't know the origin of these names. and like. Yeah, it, yeah I yeah. found out after he left because <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, so how did he ever get the nickname Bobby? Yeah. Right. Because well, I'm like, process was the nickname, right. and then it became Bobby. Someone giving props to Dan for keeping it together emotionally, talking about Pratt on Saturday. I agree. He did it at the Memorial, and he did it on Saturday. Were you at the Memorial? No, I, on Friday night? No, uh, the one in the summer. Oh, no, I wasn't. Okay. Ben was at that, though. Right, of yeah. course. I don't know how he did it. Avery was there with me. I, he was he was stoic at both. I have no idea how, because he was... I mean. Yeah, I don't want to give anything away about Dan, but it was not—he was not like he was when he had the mic. I mean, yeah, he was, like yeah. when um, Cal the same, frankly. Yeah, the day we did the tribute episode. Um, yeah, oh god, like he couldn't even make it through the fifteen minutes without like losing it. So I was I was impressed at the memorial a few months ago. Yeah, that was in June. God, it's been that long already. Um, but yeah, all right. So the Kyrie thing—they can't coexist. I don't know if that's true. Kyrie Irving, when he's playing well, what, top 15 in the league? Yeah, I mean, guy who can fill it up, and if he wants to, scores 40, 45 a night. Just do it. The interesting thing from the Mavs' perspective is just the fact that they go from having two primary ball handlers between Luka and Dinwiddie to also having two primary ball handlers, only now it's Luka and Kyrie. So a lot of it is still going to be how do the pieces around them fit. The defense has been horrible this year, and the defense will continue to be horrible with Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie like defends when he wants to defend. It's right. more of an effort thing with him. But also the pieces around them. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a bad contract who hasn't been good shooting three this year. They need him to get better, or they need to trade him. Christian Wood, I don't oh, know what yeah. they're going to do because he's only on for the rest of the season. He might become a trade piece now before the deadline. Maybe you get a first-rounder for him. Mm. Maybe you somehow give him the Phoenix for, for a J. Crowder thing to replace the Dorian Finney-Smith void. <laughs> I don't. The thing, my perspective, again, because the Mavs haven't done this in like a decade, sure. is I'm fine giving up the assets and the picks. Oh, I agree. Like, I do not care about what – I'm not going to be around in This is what the NBA is, right. Yeah. I mean, let's, is, let's win now or yeah. try to win now. And the West is so – Mid mid might be too like much of a It's spread out. Yeah. The talent is spread out in this league. No, it really is. And and I've had that conversation with Dan where the NBA historically was like there are three good teams this year. That's it. Whatever year it is, there are three. So like if it's the if it's the eighties, it's Lakers, Celtics. If it's late eighties, it's Celtics, Pistons, Lakers, 
trailblazers. That's it. You get into the 90s, it's the Bulls and everybody else. I mean, that's what the league has been, right? And so to have it as spread out as it is, where your best players are in the, the Milwaukee, Denver, Dallas, um, you know, like, uh, you know, Zion's in, in New Orleans, if he could ever stay healthy, John Morant's in Memphis. Yeah. Right? I mean, this kind of stuff, like... Those traditional power vacuums don't really exist right now. <laughs> no, they don't. And some of that started with LeBron just choosing to go to Miami, right? Just, like, going to the Heat, and we're like, they, but, like, Marley's their best player ever. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Dan Marley <laughs> played at Central Michigan. What are we doing? Um, had the same exact haircut forever. Um, the The interesting part about this for me is when we first started doing the show. So yesterday was the seven-month anniversary of Isla and Louie. Oh, happy anniversary. Belated anniversary. Belated anniversary. Uh, so I guess today would be that show. Dan sat across from me, and he, and he crushed Kyrie for not getting the vaccine. Crushed him. And I was like, this is not the take I expected. And then what was interesting is, at the same time, or in a couple months, um, Djokovic was getting denied access to all the majors. Right. And he was like, oh, no, I got no problem with Djokovic. And I'm like, wait a minute. He goes, Kyrie's on a team sport. Djokovic is on an individual sport. If he wants to throw away his own individual stuff, that's his prerogative. Kyrie needs to like give up his contract. Let them spend the money somewhere else. And I remember thinking, <laughs> I have to have nuanced conversations with Dan Islato on that. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> and so, no, Dan, um, kind of never know what you're going to get. He's, he's a um, proverbial box of chocolates, Dan Islato. I yes, like- and oh. the last couple of weeks, he's been extra feisty. <laughs> See, I, I like that take about Kyrie and the, the vaccine and the whole like team sports element, though. Right. Because like the Djokovic thing, and like I follow I follow tennis as well. Like yeah. I, I don't play tennis or I'm right. good at it, but I like watching it. And stuff. I'm a majors guy. I won't pretend that I watch. Outside yeah, of I'm the basically majors, the same yeah. thing, and I'll watch like all the majors. But yeah. like live like golf. I'm a big golf guy. Okay. Like, live in the PGA Tour is kind of the same thing. Like if everyone's this independent contractor at the lawsuit states or whatever, like okay, you can go ahead and go and you give up your access to this, but you're doing this as a decision for what yourself and maybe like your immediate family, and that's about it. Sure. Like Kyrie not getting the vaccine. Not showing up to work, not playing, right. making a trade request. All these things affects the entire ecosystem of the Nets, affects KD, you know, affects everyone else on the team. KD and him basically appointed Steve Nash as head coach right. and then also, you know, got Steve Nash to leave as head coach. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I also feel fortunate as a Mavs fan to get Kyrie just from the sense of the Lakers probably had a better trade package on offer. The Clippers probably could have had a better trade package, and Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, just hates Kyrie so much that he didn't want to send him to his preferred destination and just banished him to the shadow realm that is Dallas, Texas. <laughs> so I appreciate the pettiness and also <laughs> being the recipient of the pettiness. Of the pettiness. So thank you, Joe Sy. <laughs> there it is. Oh man! All right, I have to admit something. Happened yesterday. So uh, we go we go to church on Sunday mornings, and then our kids go to Sunday school, and so the parents all get together and either go get a cup of coffee or get lunch or whatever. So we went and got lunch yesterday and the pro bowl stuff was on like the, they did a flag football thing, right? So we dodgeball was on and longest drive was on. Yes. You heard me right. The NFL pro bowl was longest drive and dodgeball. And I have to say something out loud. It was better than the historical pro bowl. What makes you say that? Just because the game quality before was so bad? Correct. I mean, it was. I didn't watch a second of it, and I'm proud to say I didn't watch a second right. of the it. The dodgeball was stupid. I appreci- The longest drive was interesting to watch guys who you could tell didn't grow up playing golf, who essentially have been hitting the driving range for 10 days, just get up there in a happy Gilmore. <laughs> like, <it's just> a- <laughs> 
just trying to knock the bleep out of the ball. And so what's funny is Dan and I made fun of it on Friday, and then I sit down at this restaurant yesterday. It's literally, I'm sitting at a table. It's like this TV in front of me here in the studio. And I'm like, okay. And my wife's like, are they playing dodgeball? <laughs> what is this? I'm like, that's the NFL All-Star game. She goes, that's the football all-star game? I'm like, yeah, the guys won't show up anymore. So they're doing Could you just ball. imagine if like a bad injury happened from that? Like someone gets like someone did her. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Oh man. Oh, who was it? It was a lineman. Um, but it was in the in the flag football game. Okay, I was gonna say like someone like I don't know if Josh. Allen I actually don't think the flag football ball. game is a bad idea. That doesn't bother me actually because all it does is accentuate how good the, the the passing game is in the NFL now. Like that part doesn't bother me. It's like the, the Pro Bowl had gotten so bad. I mean, it was just so. Guys were so and I, and look, I, it was understandably bad because you don't want to hurt your fellow union member in a game that doesn't matter, right? It's not like you're going to win something by winning that game. Name the last three uh, Pro Bowl MVPs. Yeah, good luck, right? No I mean, clue. like no clue at all. And so, um, I, I just, it, I have to admit, I enjoyed it. I, the longest drive thing was funny. It was funny. They did it in Vegas too, right? Yeah. I mean, I think getting it out of Hawaii also. While that sucked for the folks in Hawaii, and like that was the only thing they could get at the Aloha Bowl beyond Rainbow Warriors football and that one bowl game that SMU always plays in. Like, I, I feel bad for them on that front. That being said, it's probably good to trick it up and like give you something different to watch. Like long, like you were more interested in the longest drive thing probably than a traditional Pro Bowl, right? No question. Yeah, yeah, no question. It was just funny. I happened upon it. It was just funny. I'm sure it'll be replayed 70 times on ESPN this week. Nothing else going on. Early Super Bowl feelings? I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I know. That's, more that's what's funny. So Andy's itself. a big Giants guy, and he's like, they're perfectly run right now. The team is perfectly constructed. I hate it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a juggernaut, right? You yeah, can't stop it. Right. And like, I was in a weird spot with the Cowboys in the playoffs this year yeah. because I almost rather... I'm almost happy that we lost to San Francisco than the potential of going to Philadelphia and Get losing like curb stops, yeah, right. <laughs> because then I'm never I'm never oh. showing my face in public ever again after oh, that. Yeah. That being said, I mean, I, I, my only feelings toward the Super Bowl is that I don't want the Eagles to win it, but that also <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean like I have any kind of inclination towards wanting the Chiefs to win it or right. wanting Kansas City to win it. Like I don't feel. I mean, Pat Mahomes is cool to watch. Kelsey is you know a dog. That's. Right. I don't really have anything, any thoughts on it beyond that. I like Andy Reid. I think the whole cheeseburger shtick is pretty good. So maybe if he eats a cheeseburger like with Terry Bradshaw he's, in the post-interview. He's underrated. Oh, yeah, for sure. People are starting to figure it out, but he's underrated. And even as a young Cowboys fan, I felt bad for him in Philly, you know, when it, like the Dawkins teams, the Westbrook teams, the McNabb teams, because he was a good coach and it was pretty clear, but he would just get crushed and vilified He so elevated much. McNabb so far, man. I mean, just... So much. I'd love to see some like advanced PFF analytics, like revisiting Donovan McNabb as a quarterback and figuring out if he was like good or like inflated by talent around him or by Reed or something like that. Go Eagles coming down on the text line. Um, Texas saying they were at the game Saturday. Didn't think Dan would be able to hold it together. Uh, he did get a little and ch- uh, uh, he got a little choked up, but did manage to keep it together um, because. Uh, but because he did, it caused me to tear up. He, you are he, that is not the only person that I've heard from where. Dan got up, did his 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 piece, and it that that was the that was the moment. Was you know you heard this guy, this friend, this real friend who had lost his 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 guy, and was in in his in his stead, receiving this award essentially. Not to mention the surprise about seeing where Correct. the jersey was placed. I mean, it was so cool to see that like raw happen in the moment. <laughs> I was the guy. Um, I I am the guy Cam went with to the Georgia Tech game. Cam was HP's texting. Oh my god, HP. Cam was yelling "bum" at the G at the Georgia Tech players every time they missed a free throw. <laughs> they missed a lot of free throws. 
They also, are bums! Louisville just decided to give up the corner three, like, the entirety oh, of that no. game. And they no. just missed most of the All corner of threes. Yes. <laughs> it was insane. They are bums, though. Whatever. What else is Cam going to say? <laughs> Call a bum a bum. Oh, man. That's great. All right, Avery, let's take a break here. On the other end, we're going to talk uh, culture item of the day. What would you do if you were under arrest and an inmate and you had an opportunity to escape? We'll ask Cam Drummond that next year on ESPN 680-1057. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back in. Final segment of a Monday show with you, Issel and Louis, taking you up until noon. Bobby V got you then. First replay, 3 o'clock, Sweezy and Street will taking you up until 6. Local programming all day, every day here on ESPN 680, 105.7. Second hour of the show presented by our friends at Delta Dental and Delta Dental KY. Dot com shop for that uh, shop for those insurance plans for yourself or your family or for your employees. They even offer Delta Vision through VSP and a nationwide network of dentists as well. All of that at deltadentalky.com. Make sure you check them out. And uh, when you do, 800-955-2030, By the way, if you need the phone number, tell them that uh, Dan Issel sent you just to you know, just to throw them off their game a little bit. Uh, Cam Drummond sitting in from the Herald Leader today. Um, this is how you know he's in his 20s and has no children. He's just hanging out with us on a Monday. Um, fair, cut, cutting, fair, and accurate <laughs> all at once. It's a haymaker right there. Um, <clears throat> I thought the Baptist Health ad coming down on the text line 437-9680 on the UPS jobs text line was Avery playing lyrics with the music. I almost spit my water out, but then I realized it was an ad. <clears throat> Appreciate that person who listens every day, obviously. All right, so uh, our uh, culture item of the day, I do this with Dan every day just to get kind of mix it up, is a Texas inmate who has escaped police. He's in his orange jumpsuit, and he's, I don't know, I've never seen the handcuffs quite like this, but his hands are essentially crossed. In, like, he, Who's the wrestler that does the X? Are you a wrestling guy? No, but I know what okay. you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. that's what he's doing. Um, someone go ahead and text that in, 437 um, Oh, uh Triple X? Was that his name? No, that was a Triple H. Oh, man, I don't even know. I appreciate you Um, just getting the consonants confused. Yeah, right. Um, Triple M. But this guy's just, yeah, right, 3M, that's right. 3M. (laughs) Triple G's the boxer, right? Hey, shout out Tony Finau, who won the 3M last year in uh, in Minnesota. I'm a huge Tony Finau guy. Okay, there you go. Just want to get that in. But this guy just takes off in his orange jumpsuit. So if you were arrested... Hypothetically, okay. Have you ever have you ever been arrested? I'm not part of the uh, the justice system, so no, okay. hasn't happened yet. I've been arrested once, but I was never booked. So I, I was part of a protest, and I got arrested, and then that. So I had like the plastic cuffs on, so it wasn't even a real oh, like, like the the tie, yeah, the zip the tie ones, ties. yeah, yeah, right. So I had those on, and nothing else. Avery, how many times have you been arrested? Zero. Seventeen. Got it. So the um, I love this video because the guy just takes off, and he thinks he's like gonna like navigate a fence. Do you think you would take off? I think I'd be able to. I'm, I'm, I'd like run. So, like, I'm a relatively active person in that sense. So, I think I could. The hands being like yeah, crossed up in part. front, yes. I don't know how I'd get like the shoulders to stride because <laughs> he's running in a super weird way here. You can find this like on CNN, I guess, is the video we were looking oh. at. But no, he's just running in such like a waddly type way, like a penguin kind of. Yes, correct. And so, I don't know how he's getting like the positive inertia to, to move forward. Immediate text on the text line. It was called Degeneration X, and it was a group of wrestlers. This is why we have a text line for my for people very like ignorant yeah. 
itself that doesn't know a thing about wrestling who mentions wrestling even though I don't know anything about it. Avery, good idea, bad idea to run from the police. Bad idea, but I will say this was so funny. I'm so glad that the Diener show was not on break because... Like, Drew and Blank, they kept going to the back, and I was just watching this on my computer and (laughs) laughing. And I've I've already concerned enough of the people here, but, like, (laughs) this was so funny. I think it's funny. And, like, the cops are blaming the way that the security, like, the safety security (laughs) shield was installed. Like, oh, it was faulty because he kicks it out. (laughs) It, It was so funny. Take, you know, take responsibility, you bums. Come on, get it together. All right, I do want to play one piece of sound here. Um, the IU call at the end of the game. Um, this is their first win again, uh, since 2013 against the number one team. Do you happen to remember who that was? Yeah, it would have been... <laughs> wait, 2013, right? Yeah. Would have Michigan, I guess? 13? I think it was Michigan State. Michigan um, State. All right, so they beat Purdue 79-74. They stormed the court at Assembly Hall. I want to talk about that with you, because you went there. I did. When they sucked. They did. So I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about why I'm totally okay with the kids rushing the court. Okay? Go ahead and play some. I might cut this off a little. Edie again. Starts to the ball. Starts to the inbound. There's the home run. Hooks a feet. has got it. Throws it in. It's over, baby. It's over. Hoosier hysteria. There's no doubt this baby is history. Put it in the books. Put it in the books, and here they come. Number one goes down, and they storm the floor in Bloomington. All right, perfect. Okay. By the way, Dickie V, even even a a calmer, quieter, more collected Dickie V, I, I know people love to make fun of Dickie V. Whatever. He's awesome. It's something about his voice is just yes, synonymous. Correct. You can hear it from another room it's and know Hoosier exactly. It's hysteria, baby. I mean, like, it's it's perfect. I mean, it's 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 perfect. Um, you know, Bill Raftery passed away recently, and there are certain voices I, have, I associate with certain sports. Raftery with a Final Four, like, no question. Uh, Dickie V is definitely one of those guys. I want to defend the kids who rushed the court. Because everyone has to remember, when Jack Grossman and Cam Drummond were in college, they couldn't make the tournament. They, they could they not didn't. qualify. They made the NIT. Okay. So that happened. I, I've been to an NIT game at Assembly Hall when I was a grad student there, and it was sad. Was that what? Oh, what year? five? That's about right, yeah. Oh, six? Oh five, I think. Yeah, oh four, oh five, something like that. Um, and it's hard to describe to people how IU is like Nebraska football. Like how much people care. It's a really good comment. It's unbelievable how much people care in Indiana. I mean, it is. It's Big Blue Nation level of caring without the sustained success. They've won a title since '87, right? And so for people to get mad at the kids, oh, act like a blue, but they're not right now. They just beat their rival, who happens to be number one in the country, a pretty obvious number one in the country. They haven't had these moments, man. And, and so I'll defend those kids because I, I, I think every five-year set of students at a school gets its own piece of history. When I was at Michigan State, I was there from 1999 to 2003. My standard for basketball is insane. The hockey team made the Final Four twice. The football team won the Citrus Bowl against Florida and finished in the top five. All of those happened in the same season. Should I put that on a kid in 2019 or 2023? Absolutely not. That's not fair to that kid, right? And so I, I, I push back 
oh, Raftery's still alive. Who did I? Who passed away the other day? Who am I mixing up? His kid's an announcer. Oh, Packer. Uh, Billy Packer. My God. Thank you. Thank you. Billy Packer passed away. Excuse me. I was going to let you take the t- fall on the sword for I'm that one. I was going to sit in silence. No, I pulled a streetle. I shouldn't be doing that. Um, go you're ahead. the one who put it on the show sheet last week. Oh, you're week not wrong. It was last week, yeah. Yeah. It was last week. Yeah, no, don't worry. A for effort. <laughs> C plus execution. <laughs> I got Bill. <laughs> 50% of the way, right? <laughs> I, I will Thank say, you, Texer. I will say following on to like the, the course you're making, yeah. it's just like, I think also the way it's done matters. Like if it's if it, you're going to do a court storming and you're going to allow them to do the court storming, it needs to be a proper, you know, righteous court storming. And that was a proper righteous court storming. <laughs> Fully There was a court storming up. when I was at IU. I oh, think no. it was the 1920 season. Yeah, where they would have made the tournament and then COVID canceled. And it was against Michigan State at home. Hmm. Michigan State wasn't number one. Michigan State was maybe top ten, like okay. maybe five or six or whatever but like a couple kids came down from the student section behind the basket and like the other section from the other basket didn't really follow so it was like a small gaggle it wasn't like a pro it wasn't like last year when they beat purdue after rob finnessy hit a key three-pointer and the entire court was swamped it wasn't like saturday against purdue where the entire court is swamped so like i feel like the aesthetic and like the vibe of it also matters and the optics of it like if you're going to throw a bunch of people on the court it needs to be full and it needs to be just a gigantic mass you can't like go half in you know i'm with you yeah, you got to make those decisions. I um, so I'll defend those kids because I do think there is a, there's a, you know, like I said, a five year set of those kids getting to have those moments, and you didn't get to have these moments when you were there. I mean, you just didn't. And so this is, whatever. I around here, people tell, they complain that Kenny, they feel like Kenny Payne is telling people how to fan, and then the same people are like, oh, don't rush the court. You're a blue blood. And it's like shut that, shut the bleep up. Just shut up. No, you can't have both. Just shut up. When your team's 3-20, and 20, no one should tell you how to be a fan. And when your team beats the number one team in the country and you're a student and your team has sucked, and you have a chance to make a run now, no, don't tell people how to fan. Just shut up. I also generally thinking people on the internet or whatever who have opinions on what 18- to 22-year-old <laughs> kids should do should just log off for the day. I, told, I, I tweeted Maybe the other day that, that signing day is the, oh, goodness. the annual day where adults get mad at 18-year-olds for not choosing to attend a school that they themselves did not attend. That's a good way of putting it. I'm so glad that most of my or none of my job right now really requires like message board monitoring or interacting with those people. You know, God bless and all the power in the world to the two four seven and rivals folks that do that, the on three folks, so that I don't have to, or so that you know a sense of decorum can be kept because those are uh, cesspools all the time. All right, so Dan and I have a theory, and I want to run this by you. Okay, Cam Drummond with us from the Herald Leader at C Drummond ninety seven on Twitter. We think that there's someone at the Herald Leader who listens to this show because we will talk about a topic and then within 36 hours there's an article. Who is the person at the Herald Leader that listens to this show? It's me. I'm the mole. (laughs) You've got me. This was all just one big covert operation, actually. I've been wearing a wire the whole time, which doesn't make sense because it's radio. But You you should hear Dad. He's like, oh, did you see that article? I feel like we talked about that yesterday. And of course, it's just that's the topic. Du jour. It's just happens. Right. It's the topic. Yeah. Du jour. yeah, right. Um, you can go on the cat's paws and read the same article. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it's all one big ecosystem. Oh man! It, what, so I, I mentioned the interest level of Indiana basketball, and then now you're in the middle of BBN, and you know, I mean, you live across the street from Transit. You're in the middle of it. What What are the main differences to you? Between the two fan bases. That's funny. That's something I like talk to people about a little bit and I think about all the time. 
Indiana feels like slightly more passionate to me, but I don't mean that in the sense that like people who like Kentucky don't care. Obviously, it's just like it felt like Indiana. Indiana had always had a larger media contingent that traveled, and I think just because so many outlets wrote about it, because there's so many tiny papers, and it's maybe mm. a slightly larger population area because you have Indy to the north, Louisville to the south. Like there's a wide catchment area of things. But like I would, and I worked for Inside the Hall. If anyone knows what that is, um, like an independent site that covered IU basketball my senior year. One time, me and my is that roommate, Alex Bozich? That's Alex Bozich. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, Rick's kid. Yep. And so, one time, senior year, me and my roommate, who also worked for the site, were out at the Southport Regional, like or like Southport Holiday Classic, filming stuff. And people walked up to us and like recognized us and knew exactly what we were doing just by holding a video camera. And I've never had that happen to me here, so that was like a like kind of crazy Got experience, yeah, yeah. like just being recognized in public as like a twenty-one year old just blogging or whatever. Um, but like, I think both fan bases are definitely insane. Indiana feels like more of a college <laughs> insane type thing if okay. that makes sense and Kentucky feels like more of a professional insane type thing hmm. and maybe part of that's just like the in-game home atmosphere is bleeding over whereas Rupp is a lot more like a pro style arena a lot more of an official straight line thing whereas you know assembly halls as college as it gets and everything there like the Martha the Mop Lady stuff even you know all the in-game kind of promos the stupid pants stick, yeah, right, yeah, the, right, the yeah, candy stripe pants right. and stuff um, so I think those are the differences. I mean, both are insane. It's kind of crazy to me that like, I've gotten to cover both programs. I don't know how I lucked my way or found my way into these situations. But Reminder, don't take the Courier Journal job. Just a heads up. Like, it's not actually a job. Noted. Right. Okay. Um, the, the, the interesting thing for me, because I did get to experience the IU thing being on campus there for five years, but the um, – it's just – it's amazing how much – and I got there in – unfortunately, in the fall of 03. I missed the Final Four by a year. Yeah. Um, and Davis was still there, and it was clear, like, people really thought they had it with him. They really did. And they had some dudes. Bracey Wright was on those teams. I mean, like, they had some dudes early in the 2000s. <clears throat> and it just – it never clicked again. And I, I, I always think about that when I think about UofL basketball right now. I was actually just thinking in my head, like, it's the exact same thing without do, the Final Four. Just the opposite of the final four. Correct. Well, and they they were number one in the country before COVID, right? That season they were number one in the country across yeah, the street. Nineteen twenty. Yeah. So they had a team that was ready to make a run, and who knows what the trajectory of Louisville basketball is with Chris Mack if that team makes a run? Who knows, right? But it is unbelievable how quickly those things can go away, and IU's been living it, and that's why I will never get on those kids about rushing the court. That's why, because they can't. I mean, you think Nebraska football would love to have what? or IU basketball has right now, I think they would. I've never – I covered a, an Indiana-Nebraska game that 19 season as well. That's at, a, at Nebraska, the most insane wild, tailgating scene wild. I've ever seen. Lincoln's awesome. Just yeah. so many people to it's wade unbelievable. through. unbelievable, yes. Like all the stuff they say about it becoming like the largest city in Nebraska right. when they fill up Memorial it's Stadium. It's totally real. 100% true. It's totally real. That's right. Yeah. Have you? Did you ever go to Breakfast Club at Purdue? At Purdue? No. Do you know what it is? I think I know what you're talking about. The tailgate that all the students do downtown? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I spent very little time in West Lafayette. Okay. No offense to the good folks of West Lafayette. No, you should have. That tailgate is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So what this is, Avery, everyone uh, goes in groups, and you all costume up in a group. So one year, we went as cartoon serial characters. So we had a Toucan Sam and a, um, a Cap'n Crunch and a um, – oh, what am I thinking of? Um uh, 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 Honey Nut Cheerios, uh, Honey Bee. One of our little female friends was that, and then uh, what were you? Uh, I was Captain Crunch. 
One year we went as McDonald's characters, like the classic ones. I was Grimace. Um, so I was just a big purple dude. I was really hoping um, you were the hamburger. <laughs> it's a disappointment. My buddy Chris was. Um, wait a minute. Is this... Okay. Jack Grossman is being helpful now. But what they do is you buy a mug for five bucks, and then it's just refilled at the set of bars that are part of it Okay, yeah. for like two bucks. And so you just I'm choose what you're... That. Oh, it's amazing. So you just choose what you're doing, and it's like screwdrivers for two bucks like just walking around Ooh, yes yeah like it's unbelievable frankly it's it's also wildly dangerous but if you if you ever watch a purdue game watch the student section when they go through and there'll be like a random like banana or like a random like you know uh dorothy from the wizard of oz or something because that's what they were doing that's why they're costumed yeah up. yeah right that's why they're costumed up and because if it's a noon game especially like in, in their case an 11 a.m start like you, you started at seven. There's no time to go get changed or whatever. And so, I've been to three of those, I think, at Purdue. And live to tell the tale after so each live one. Live to tell the tale. Lots of engineers. A lot of mid dudes and pretty women. It's weird. Yeah, I have a friend who actually <laughs> went to one of the Purdue universities. Yeah. Not sure which. Oh, one the she campuses. Was at, yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, she was at one of them. I'm glad we don't do that in Kentucky. What like the the branch campus? Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. to a IEPUI. Now that they've split that up to like an Indiana version of it and a Purdue version of it. <laughs> We're going to miss Jaguars basketball in the Horizon League. Little eel pooey. The, um, but yeah, I, I, it's a great, it's a great tailgate. Jack tells me, young Cam Drummond, that you wrote the oral history of the watch shot for Inside the Hall. I is did. this true? This that, is true. Because that is now musty. So... <laughs> This was COVID. How old were you? This was COVID summer. So okay. this is summer 2020 when everyone's doing like the catch-up articles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's what, um, you know, insert name player from 2008 is up to now. Here's what Derek Elston's up to now or whatever, you know, names like that. And I'm sure folks in Louisville and Kentucky were doing the same thing. But so there was this project like I knew I wanted to do was like the oral history of the watch shot. And like I know it happened like nine years ago or ten years ago or whatever. But like – and I know people have done it before. But like whatever. I was going to do it. So me and my roommate – I should shout out by name Dylan Wallace. Okay. Uh, he's a sports editor at the Seymour Tribune in southern Indiana. Uh, but in any case, we like called up a bunch of guys, got all the contacts for people who were there you know, for the watch shot game from the Indiana side of things, talked to a bunch of them. You know, I, I think Matt Roth might have been one of them I talked to. Okay. Elston maybe was on that team. I don't know. We couldn't get Watford, though, which was a huge bummer. Like, we called him and texted him and, and did all this stuff to try and reach out. Uh, Verdell Jones ended up being, like, our you know kind of best source for it since he was the guy who made the pass and initiated the play. Um, but in any case, yeah, so we did it. Article published is really the last thing I did for Inside the Hall before I took that job I mentioned a while ago down in Austin. What was funny is that that article got picked up by all the Kentucky fans and Kentucky Sports Radio and everything, and it just blew up. And I'm pretty sure half the views of it were just Kentucky people hate reading the article. <laughs> and like, I'm just like this middling kid still without a job right. coming out of college, and I'm getting all these tweets about, you know, like, quit living in the past. This was, you know, 9, 10, 11 years ago, which I, like, fair. I, I accept that. <laughs> but also, like, what are you yelling at me for? I'm just the, I'm the 22-year-old kid who put it together. Um, but so that was, I don't know how many people who read my stuff at the Herald Leader or, or follow what I do now remember getting mad at me like three years ago for that oral history article but i'm sure it's at least like you know a couple dozen people <laughs> so it's it's funny how things come full circle sometimes right oh, that's great i um by the way seymour brewing company kind of underrated really yes and he asked him to check that out a little for me, pizza then. joint yeah like the pizza's actually pretty good um the beer they've got man they've got mm, i'll say they got a good lager i'm trying to remember but you know kind of new yorkish thin style they do make a deep dish but yeah We'll see more I've gravitated just a quick aside. I've gravitated way more towards thin crust pizza yeah, as I've yeah. gotten older with age. I don't yeah. know if like stuffed crust just became boring when I turned like fifteen, but you got to try the chef's cut last time you were in town with Jack. I right? did. Yeah. Real good. It is good. Real good stuff. So thank good. you again. I guess oh. you partially funded that. 
I paid my debt to, to, to Jack for sure <laughs> over an IU Michigan State football game. <laughs> oh, man. What's funny is I parlayed that into a win when Michigan State beat Kentucky in basketball this year. And I actually I played that, I made that bet with Dan just straight up, no points, which is probably not that smart, but it turned out. Time, yeah, right? yeah. Well, well, I told him, I'm like, look, we're probably going to be making a bunch of wagers on this show. And so just, I'm not going to start by taking points on my team, you know, so that kind of stuff. All right. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to get off your chest? Me? Yeah. That's me. Uh, I want to say a quick shout out to the Pepcakes boys. Everyone in the Pepcakes and Pulisic chat uh, that's listening right now. Uh, love y'all. Thank you. That was it. At this point, I'm just shouting out names, and this is great sports Who's, talk radio. What is that group? The, the group name is called Pepcakes and Pulisic. It's a joke from when I interned at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette in 2019 and also a Christian Pulisic joke because we all like are big soccer guys. Where are these people? Uh, we got Max Markovich, who's from Atlanta, who lives in D.C. <laughs> we got Teo Mackey, who works at the Arizona Republic, oh. who is actually in Europe right now. He was at the okay. San Siro yesterday for the Milan oh, Derby. Wow. Um, but he's going to be covering the waste management this weekend or this week in Arizona, so I'm excited to plant a bunch of stories with him. San Siro. Dude. And we got Mike Persak, former Pirates beat writer at the Post-Gazette, uh, okay. who's now chilling up in uh, Brooklyn, I believe. I actually I was in New York and in Brooklyn for the UK-UCLA game at MSG. How miserable was being the, the Pirates beat writer? <laughs> at some point this year, he just started tweeting out, it's pirate time, and that's when I know he lost the appetite. <laughs> The appetite for the sport and the appetite for writing. how quickly can they get to 100 losses? Two six seven nine six eighty. Yeah, that's what we do with the Reds around here. I mean, like you know, I th- we got the Reds games. I, I think I- Bob Nutting's really going to spend on the team this year. <laughs> the Pirates. The Pirates didn't miss the playoffs. They just ran out of time. That's it. That's what the Reds do every year too. Also, I need to get out to more games at Great American Ballpark because tickets are so cheap all it's the so time. So cheap. Have you been to a game at Pittsburgh? Yeah, one of my favorite stadiums. Love it of any sport. Well, the they Pirates nailed it. they nailed it. Now. Are bad now, and they were also bad when I was there. Dollar tickets, two dollar tickets. Oh man, that's awesome! Just yeah. a great time. No, oh, it's beautiful, Avery. The the bridges are in the background because the rivers come together right where the stadium is. So it's this beautiful. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, it's, they did a really great job. So, all right, Cam. Well, we appreciate you, buddy. Cam Drummond, C Drummond ninety seven on Twitter, Kentucky.com slash sports for all the things down at the Herald Leader. I now have to go buy him lunch. This has been Isla and Louie. Uh, here on 680-1057. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Dan, in studio for the 10 o'clock show, and we hope you will be too. As Dan says every day, have a great day, everybody. College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.